This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. I will go simpatico here with you on Marvin Mint. I'm going to say he's a top 20 wide receiver in fantasy football. Mm. Bold prediction here. Uh, Last year, there were only two wide receivers that saw 125 plus targets and did not finish in the top 20 in PPR. One was Deontay Johnson, who had a damn near historic scoreless streak, 147 (laughs) targets, zero touchdowns, as we've highlighted on the show many, many times. Uh, The other player who saw more than 125 targets did not finish in the top 20 in PPR. That was Garrett Wilson, also 147 targets, 83 catches for 1,100 yards, just just outside the top 20. I think he was the wide receiver 21. Uh, but again, he had arguably the worst quarterback situation in the NFL last year. Um, does Marvin Mims, so it brings me to the question of, can Marvin Mims see 125 targets in this offense? And I say the answer, bold prediction, is yes. Because again, Jerry Judy, all kinds of banged up. Um, and... and and let's be real, Cortland Sutton is like Oklahoma, okay? He's turning into a boomer sooner, all right? He's, he's going into his age 28 season, but, man, he has aged, I mean, significantly uh, over the past couple of seasons. Injuries, I think, have certainly racked up. Uh, and, and as you have highlighted, uh, Sutton generally not – he's not like an – he's not a great separator all over the field. No. Judy, as you've highlighted, not a good separator damn near anywhere. Uh, on the field. I, I just wonder, does Marvin Mims step in year one and see 125 plus targets? I, I think the possibility is at least there, Matt. The guy's obviously super fast, ran a 43840. Um, and as you charted, he's a, a 50-50 slot flanker guy. So he can line up um, all over the field in two and three wide receiver sets. So uh, I, I think the possibility is there for Marvin Mims to finish as a top 20 wide receiver in fantasy. You know, like again, my bold prediction on the Yahoo show is he leads all rookie wide receivers in yards because obviously we had two guys go over a uh, thousand last year, Garrett Wilson and uh, Chris Olave. But like that was a historic, historic right. class. You know, usually we're talking right. about guys like he could have like 800 yards and lead all rookies, especially if you just think about the round one guys like they're, they're all blocked by significant, like high level talented players. And that brings us to the Denver situation that you're talking about, like it's not that Court and Sutton are certainly even Jerry, like certainly Jerry Judy are bad football players. I think Sutton's just kind of leveled out as an average starting X receiver. And Judy is a, is a good route runner. He's just so inconsistent. Like he has these high level flashes. Then he has these really like low moments where that technique and the separation and, and maybe it is injury related. Like those aren't all the way there all the time. I think Mims could be the consistent high level player on this offense. Cause he's, that was sort of who he was in college. He's a little boom and busty. And maybe um, just from a performance standpoint, because of his vertical skill set, maybe that trends over to the NFL. If he's purely a right. field stretcher for this team, but that's another reason that he could have like 110 targets and you could get this right because he could be like a high yards per target player because of the, yep. those vertical route running skills. So yeah, I, I love this one. Obviously I'm on the same page. 
Um, you know, the thing about Mims that um, that I, I really liked from the profile, too, was that the, he was great on slants and then he was great over the top. We, we mm-hmm. knew about the over the top, uh, over the top prowess um, from Oklahoma. Right. The fact that this guy can can run those vertical routes. Look, when you run a sub four four in college, you, you, you generally should be pretty good over the top. OK, that's fine. Uh, not great in the intermediate area, as you highlighted in your profile uh, on him, which I think kind of sort of makes sense. He's kind of a, you know, smallish type player, uh, probably doesn't want to take big hits over the middle. That's fine. Uh, but the fact that I thought he was pretty good on slants and over the top uh, will, I think, allow for him to kind of not only get, you know, little little layup throws, but also some of those high value, high air yard targets uh, in over the top and keep defenses honest. That That's the kind of stuff that, man, sign me up. I mean, especially when you got a guy like Sean Payton who has who has utilized speed slot guys in the past. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Let's go. Love it. We're definitely on the same page with Marvin Mims. All right. Give me another one. Give me another bold prediction, Matt Harmon. Go. All right. I'll go with Sky Moore. Catches 85 passes Ooh, this yeah. year. Uh, Sky Moore, that would put him last year 17th in the NFL. Christian McCaffrey finished 17th with 85 catches. Uh, and he's a running back, obviously. Uh, the Great. next l- receiver there is Christian Kirk actually with 84 catches, uh, 1,100 yards, and eight touchdowns. And I think there's a chance that, like, I actually kind of think Sky Moore and Christian Kirk are a little bit similar players. Um, okay. You know, they're probably not going to be guys that win downfield, uh, outside, but they can be vertical slot players. So I think that could yeah. be the strength of, of Sky Moore's game. And you just look at, like, by the way, it's funny. You look at Juju's season last year in 16 uh-huh. games, uh, you know, 14 starts. We know he didn't finish all those games. 78 catches, 933 yeah. yards. Three touchdowns. Like, why can't Sky Moore have that exact same season? We've talked about that role is is perfect fit for him. He's taking over that role. I think he's going to lead all the receivers in production this year. So yeah, Sky Moore, eighty five catches on a team that has um, just it, we know they're thirsty for receiver talent, right? Yeah, um, right. I, I love just the, some of those signals we got from Sky Moore as a rookie in terms of winning on slants and curls and comebacks and and dig routes. Those are the juju routes, obviously, that he's going to be replacing in this offense. So now you just look at Sky Moore as a guy who is going to pretty like it was nice. We got like summer hype on Justin Ross and Rasheed Rice, but those guys aren't going to play right. big roles on the with the regular offense. Like Sky Moore is going to play a, a regular role with the like a big role with the regular offense. And neither of those guys really has the same skill set as him either. So even if those guys eventually get playing time in the second half of the year, I don't think it's going to come at the expense of a guy like Sky Moore who, who just stands out so much in this receiver room. You know, Kadarius Tony's going to be healthy apparently week one. I don't think his role overlaps with Sky Moore. <laughs> apparently. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so <laughs> I, I really just think Sky Moore is – being a little overthought right now in the industry. And I think an 85 catch season for him, you know, that would probably put him certainly top 20 receivers in fantasy. So bold prediction a little bit there, but yeah, I like the, I like the guy and I think he's just in a really good situation right now. Uh, to Matt's point, there was only 13, yep. 13 receivers, uh, 13 wide receivers who saw 80 more than 85 targets or excuse me, 85 catches last year so for sky Moore, who is basically i mean i mean let's be real in in most home leagues this guy's a forgotten player uh in most drafts uh for him to skyrocket up and be one of the top 15 pass catchers pass catching wide receivers uh in the nfl that is certainly uh a bold prediction and and i love it um shockingly tyler lockett had 84 catches <clears throat> christian kirk had 84 catches as well i thought tyler lockett had more you know i, I just 
every time I looked up, it was Tyler Lockett catching a big cat, uh, a big pass somewhere, you know? So maybe, I don't know. I'm He's a high yards per target point. guy and high catch rate guy. So yeah, he only has uh, 117 targets, but he catch he always catches over 70%. He's always like, it's crazy, you know, well, almost to nine yards per target, right? So he's, he's just such an efficient player because he's really, really good at the game. <laughs> Tyler Lockett, a 72% catch rate doing what he does. That efficiency has been with him his entire career. He's just, I mean, just insane. It's crazy stuff. Uh, Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, bold prediction uh, for you, Matt Harmon. Go. All right, I got two more. Uh, So first, uh, I'll say, and maybe people won't say this is bold, but I think Jamar Chase scores 18-plus touchdowns this year. Um, Yeah, Jamar Chase, obviously a good player, right? He's he's the best and most established player I've talked about. Last year, the leader in touchdowns was Devontae Adams with 14. Uh, right. In 2021, the leader in touchdowns was Cooper Cup with 16. Uh, in 2020, the leader in touchdowns was Devontae Adams with 18. Uh, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. But then again, in 2019, 11 is the lead, lead, league leader right. in touchdowns. You know, 15, Antonio Brown in 2018. Remember Antonio Brown? Uh, 15 there. 13, DeAndre Hopkins leads the NFL in touchdowns in 2017. So 18 is kind of like an outlier number to point out here. Yes. Um, I think Jamar Chase leads the NFL in touchdowns this year. I think he scores 18 plus touchdowns. Um, You know, we've already seen him be a guy had nine last year and he didn't even play a full season. And he came back like pretty quickly from a freaking hip issue. So I I think Jamar Chase is just the man. I think he's going to have this monster season where, yeah, you can't necessarily project him for the type of target that uh, on a, well, I see, here's the thing. People, people say, well, you can't really project, uh, you know, J- uh, Jamar Chase to have like a Justin Jefferson type season Why just not? because of how many other players are in the Cincinnati Bengals offense. But, you know, it's not as if Justin Jefferson went out there and had some kind of like 31% target share. He had 26.6% target share. Um, yeah. And that was with Kirk Cousins, who, you know, I've talked about becoming Kirk pilled uh, this offseason, but <laughs> I still certainly think Joe Burrow is a better and, and more aggressive and, and more competent quarterback uh than Kirk Cousins so you know yeah I think if we look at Jamar Chase who kind of sneakily dominates the team in targets anyways 27 percent target share for for Jamar Chase last year yeah if you look at like first read targets from fantasy points data which I think does a really good job of um you know showing who the number one is and like who really uh is kind of that like that dude like Jamar Chase 37.3 percent first read target share for fantasy points data, T Higgins, 21.1%. Like I like T Higgins. We all like T Higgins, but Justin Jefferson, I mean, uh, Jamar Chase, just so much better. Like he can have, and that's really no, no shade to T Higgins again, who's a very good player, but Jamar Chase is just on a different level. I think he can have that type of season where he, you know, dominates the targets here. He has 27% of the team targets. He stays healthy. He has a higher average depth of target, 9.8 average depth of target last year. Um, I think they can push that more towards like, maybe his rookie year or even like in between those 
big play machine, touchdown maker from a yak standpoint, from a tight coverage standpoint, from a deep right. ball standpoint. The guy can just do it all. 75% success rate versus man in each of his first two seasons. One of the most underrated technicians in the game as well. I think everything is just here for Jamar Chase to have like a special type season. Um, so I, I think Justin Jefferson actually could be the number one receiver in fantasy. Um, but also I think that, look, Jamar Chase could be there by the end of the year. 18 plus touchdowns for Jamar Chase this season. Honestly, um, okay. So two points. First of all, I'm I'm all aboard that. Uh, 18 touchdowns is tough, but uh, you know, in terms of like Jamar Chase being the guy this year in 2023, like being the wide receiver number one, the best player in fantasy football, I, I'm 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 on board with that. I'm okay with that. Not saying that it's going to happen, but I can see a path for that to happen. By the way, Matt, um, when people say, "Oh, well, he can't see that level of volume that um, Justin Jefferson." Can see, I don't understand that whatsoever. This man saw 134 targets in 12 games last year. You divvy that up, that's 11.16 targets per game. That's a ton. Okay, now you average that out over t- over a 17-game season. That's 189 targets. Okay, uh, Justin Jefferson saw 184 targets last year. That's It's very similar. It's very similar. So there's absolutely no reason why over a 17-game season, um, Chase can't see the same level of, of, of targets that you know the Devontae Adams and the Justin Jeffersons of the world see. Like He was already on pace to do that last year. Mm-hmm. Now he's going into a traditionally a, a, a very big jump in terms of production. I'm talking about third year wide receivers playing with a better. He's playing with the best quarterback of the bunch in Joe Burrow. Right. I, 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 why not? Why? Why, why can't um, Chase? Why can't Jamar see that level of, of volume? I, I don't see that as not only outside the realm of possibility. I, I don't even see that as. That's not even a bold prediction in terms of like volume. You know what I'm saying? Like if he out targets Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams, I don't see that as being bold. He was again on pace to do that last year, Matt. You know what I'm saying? So I, I it's not only it's not only possible, I think it's it's very probable that he sees somewhere north of 180 targets in 2023. Uh fantasy players like to pretend that the postseason just doesn't exist. Because they stopped playing. True, fantasy. true, true. Right, uh, right, right. But if you look at even the playoffs last year, well, I mean, look at the first, like the first two years. You know, we're focusing on last year, right? T. Higgins six targets, four targets, eleven targets. He's definitely going to have those games, right? Yep. But then you look mm-hmm. at Jamar Chase, twelve, eight, eight. Like it's rare that you're going to get less than eight or fewer than yep. eight targets from a guy like Jamar Chase. Just again, because he is the one in this offense and is. And that, yeah, there's no shade to T. Higgins, who's a fantastic nope. player, but Jamar, I just think, is on a different level. And I agree that he's the type of guy who's going to have one of these monster seasons at some point. And, you know, I think it can certainly happen when these two guys are together. Uh, hopefully they're together for the long term, Higgins and Chase right. uh, yeah. and Joe Burrow. That'd be awesome to continue to see that. Uh, it just, and we got to remember, too, at different points last year, like early on, they hadn't really like the Bengals hadn't really figured out their offense quite just yet, but it was really in the no. back half of the year. And we still think there's ways that they can even kind of improve the play calling a little bit more in Cincinnati. But to even start Jamar last year's Chase, sort of, even Jamar Chase feels like there's ways for them to improve the play call. He said yeah. exactly the same stuff that I was talking about on the podcast, which is like, yo, let's run a few fewer vertical routes and mix up some of the intermediate stuff because he can win there as well uh, as you've pointed out very very clearly in your profile of Jamar Chase yeah 100% man I, I think 
we haven't even seen the best of Jamar Chase yet, which is crazy. Yeah. And I think this year could be the best we see of him and he gets those 18 touchdowns. Man, I'm getting hyped, bro. Like I am. I'm getting hyped for Jamar Chase. Like I, I really feel like, um, I, and again, I, if you take Justin Jefferson 1.1, I'm obviously that's like the consensus pick there. But yeah, bro, if you take Jamar Chase there at 1.1, I'm not mad at you either. You know, people might be like, oh, wow, I can't believe you took Jamar Chase. But I, I mean, the way we lay it out, man, it's like I'm not I wouldn't be that, you know, I'm not mad at you. And uh, to be honest, with you, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if you took Jamar Chase 1.1. Uh, to be honest, I, I just I love the player that much and I love his system. Uh, I love the, the the fit there in Cincinnati that much as well. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.